listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. It's John and I'm with Tiny. Yeah, that's me. I almost died right before we went on the air. I had some massive chest pains. Or maybe it was just gas. We don't know. It could. It, well, I hadn't passed gas in here. <laughs> you would know right. if I did. <laughs> yes. Not a big room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I almost just died. But here I am powering through for the people uh, to record a good podcast. Credit to John. Credit to me for facing death, staring it in the eye, going... Not today. I have also, to report, keeping record us a safe podcast. during church. You had to I did. I had security watch this morning. Did I you call see? it hall monitor. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I carried my pocket knife just can, in case I anything can, broke out. Fortunately, uh, we had John on mm-hmm. duty. No shootings at our church. None. Right. Did you see how they had me listed in the bulletin? I didn't. It, I, I don't. It, we, I was about to say, we get an email link right. these days. We don't get They a, print out a few for oh, geezers, okay. and then they run it on the screen out there in the Welcome Center. But mm-hmm. it had security, you know, whatever today's date is, June 11th, I don't remember. And it said, long, long. <laughs> <laughs> long, long? I was like, there are going to be some new people here that think we have an Asian guy <laughs> running our security today. <laughs> But really, all security is is hanging out with James Elmore for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, know, and that's awesome. Like I love every bit of interaction I can get with him. He's an awesome dude. Yeah, I remember the when I got recruited to security detail. I really tried to actually like you know walk around in the Me parking too. lot. Yeah, and and just you know constantly you're walking around checking doors, making right. sure it's locked. And I want to say about six months, eight months in, I'm like, you know, I'll all we ever do is just lock the doors and then go sit in the yeah go in the stand in the, in the in the entrance point yes in case somebody crazy comes in mm-hmm. yeah and then we're supposed to get in the way of them if they're a armed shooter mm-hmm. which church shootings are down school shootings are up right now like if we were judging them or like a, a stock market maybe we need to have churches go around and secure the schools. You know, <laughs> hey, well, I go stand security. You know, there was a was it last week? There was a school in Gadsden. Yeah, right. There's a guy who yeah was, he got put down. Now I was about to say now he, he won't be in national news because right. there wasn't a huge body count, but a school resource officer. There's a guy trying to get in, and he uh yeah. he, they took care of the problem. Yeah, he got shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the terminology? He eliminated the threat. <laughs> he he shot him in the face. That's what he did. That's what we want to happen. If you're trying to harm some kids, absolutely. Yeah, if you come to Carroll's Creek and try to break in you're gonna <laughs> get gonna in, happen you're gonna get into a conversation with me and james about how the irs is just horrible <laughs> to, to y'all's credit they are <laughs> yeah right. they are terrible <laughs> so an armed gunman comes in and we're like hey man you know who really sucks the irs they screw everything up you know they're charging us too much taxes all of that yeah that's that's probably how it'd go that's how we would secure yeah, things. Why are you shooting at us, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not the one yeah, no, no. You 30% need to, out of your check every week. You need to take this to <laughs> D.C. And the next thing you know, we're on the January 6th hearings. <laughs> yes. Have you watched any of that? I have not. I don't know anybody who has. I don't think anybody cares about we, it. I was about to say, we've been talking about this for two years. <laughs> right, I know. Have we not figured it all out yet? I, I mean, I guess they're trying to get as much life out of it before an election it's like hey look right. 
we can't have everybody focusing on outrageous inflation and high gas prices and, and food shortages, food shortages, uh, asylum seekers at our border and all that. Let's just get them to talk about January 6th. Mm-hmm. We got to get them to be refuting everything we throw up here. But I don't know anybody that cares about it. I mean, it's, it's not only has it been so long. Yeah. I mean, look, people have your opinions. It's just, well, I forget who who was it that said it's the economy stupid? Exactly. I mean, it's the economy stupid. <laughs> well, I was going to put this on Facebook, but I've, I've gotten out of arguing and trying to offend as many people as I can <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> I was gonna put there was a lot of people who were putting up statuses two years ago about how January sixth was the darkest day in democracy. Who hadn't posted anything about the hearings going on right now because hmm. they don't care. Right? It was just like that day they were into it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. We all know what it was. A bunch of fat old people walking around in the, the capital. In building. the capital. Yeah. Now, granted, that shouldn't I happen. Hate, I hate that Nancy Pelosi had to go get another lectern. Sure. Okay. Right. I, that's yeah. terrible. Well, I mean, we all know the FBI. It's, it's, we're in there. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Well, we don't know that. Everybody knows We just knows know it. they won't say they didn't yeah, let right. them in. They, they, they were out there stirring everybody up. And then somehow all the doors were unlocked to supposedly one of the most secure buildings on the world. Uh, yeah. Anyways, nobody cares about January 6th, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, because babies can't get formula. Yeah, so right. that's what well, that is a much bigger about. problem. Yeah. yeah, and you know your gas prices being a hundred percent higher than they were mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, way higher than a couple of years ago. And if I could just break slightly from my conservative friends on the internet, yeah, I don't think it's all Biden's fault. I don't know his domestic drilling policies haven't helped anything. Sure, but it's not all his fault. It's no. largely because there's a war in the Ukraine well, and everyone's put sanctions on Russian oil. I think that's probably part of it. I think uh, if I were, if I wanted to be the guy that stirred things up, <laughs> I would talk about how oil companies love democratic politicians you know and i would make it like they're in bed together the prices always go up when they're in office whether that's true or not i'm sure somebody could break down the data for it <laughs> but you got to put that perception out there right you know like uh-huh. big old democrats are hand in hand they're making record profits when they're in office you know and let's not talk about elon musk's uh his company tesla getting taken off the what is it the g oh did it get Take it off of something? Like yeah, a there's, stock a, there's a list of companies. I'm trying to think. What is Let me Google this real quick. ESG, maybe? I have never heard of ESG. Okay. Environmental something. Yes, Tesla was kicked out of the S&P 500's ESG index. This is an index of companies that I guess basically have a lot of... Uh, like social cred, like this is companies that are trying oh. to protect the environment. Oh, okay. And he anyway, got kicked off? They, yes. He's making electric cars. <laughs> Was it because of the rocket fuel he burns up? You know who one of the top companies on this list is? Who? ExxonMobil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banana so that, just, that just shows right? you they've lost all credibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's banana lands. 
Like is it like there's no point in caring about any of that anymore. Yeah. You know? It said that Tesla's quote lack of a low carbon strategy and codes of business conduct, along with racism and poor working conditions reported at Tesla's factory in Fremont, California, affected their score. Oh wow. So there you go. Have I told you my idea for Selma, Alabama? No. Okay, Selma, Alabama is a great city. When you go to Selma, it's got great bones. There's no economic development in Selma. It hasn't been for a long time, but but it's a, well, I wouldn't say large. Alabama-wise, a fairly large population right outside of Montgomery, sits right on the Alabama River, which leads right down to Portomobile. All they need is some industry in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their mayor and city council and county commission are doing, but I would be doing my best to recruit industry to this area, especially with all the auto manufacturing that's moved to Alabama yeah. in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to write a letter to Elon and go, look, man, if you need to get your ESG up, right? <laughs> you need people to think you're not racist. <laughs> he okay? does, yeah. Let's, I'll be honest there. Selma has a, a large African-American population of people who need work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not bad people. Right? There's just no job opportunities in Selma. You need to build the next Tesla factory in Selma, Alabama. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you, to me, like you should run for. I don't want to move to Selma. <laughs> I can't move to Selma. Well, can you move to Montgomery? I got, I got too much red clay northwest alabama blood to get out of this area i was like know? montgomery's not too far you could Mon- serve as secretary so it's closer than montgomery <laughs> well yeah but yeah i'm gonna write him a letter and be like look the where civil right the nexus of civil rights you know mm-hmm. they've made movies about selma martin luther king priest at the church in selma all of that there's a spiller furniture and mattress in selma <laughs> right I, because your lobby is going to need furniture yeah yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, every all your people coming in that are going to buy houses. There's beautiful homes in Selma. Old historic mm-hmm. homes. Selma's a great city. It just needs a little bit of economy redo down there. You know. Mm-hmm. So Tesla, I'm I'm gonna write him a letter and go like, this is your ticket out. You're going to be helping working class African American people. You're going to be bringing industry to the black belt of Alabama, which desperately needs industry. Mm-hmm. You're revolutionizing. You can have access to the port. You can ship worldwide just right down the river. Alabama's a right-to-work state. A right-to-work so state. You need to kick out the yes. unions. Yeah, kick the union guys <laughs> right out of there. Look, they couldn't even get – Amazon couldn't even get it done. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. I would, if I was in government in Selma, not necessarily him, but I would put, because you have people that are able to work. It's mm-hmm. just all their manufacturing moved, just like it happened in Fed after NAFTA. Everything yeah. left. So that, that giant sucking noise yeah. that Ross Perot <laughs> that told is. us about was, was legit. People forget Perot, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was a wild time. He was running for president. Anyway, so now that I fixed economy in Selma and brought Tesla to Alabama, let's talk about news. Let's talk about news. What right. you got this week? Uh, I have a few different stories. One, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, missing baby. Okay. We're going to talk about how crystals give New York City special energy. And we're going to talk about JFK returning. Okay, I've got a story about a Florida man bitten by a gator. I have a story about two people falling into a chocolate tank at an M&M Mars facility. 
Okay. But I want to start with this one. Geico ordered to pay a woman $5.2 million after she claimed that she got an STD in her boyfriend's car. Okay. Shout out to, you know, Stan and several other people posted yeah. this in the group this week. So. I thought you were going to say shout out to the lawyers who got this verdict. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know how they did, but shout out to them. Yeah. They are going to have lots of business trickle sure. in after this ruling. I might see if Dieter can sue Alpha just for general disappointment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Maybe get us a little cash. Maybe. A woman in Missouri has reportedly been awarded a $5.2 million settlement from her ex-boyfriend's car insurance company after she contracted a sexually transmitted disease from having relations in his car with him. Okay. The woman identified in the complaint as M.O. said that she caught human... What's HPV? What's the... Human, is Pap- it Pamplona virus? Yeah, Pamplona virus. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm, I don't either. I'm not up to date on my STDs, but I'm only <laughs> sleeping with one person. Yeah. Right. I'm in a monogamous uh, yeah, marriage. Right. So I, I'm not, like you said, I'm not, I don't know a lot right. about it. I didn't know HPV was sexually transmitted until now. I, I knew that much. Okay. I yeah, thought you got I've it from some like commercials. bleeding on somebody. I've toilet seats. It's where you get everything. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, anyway, it was in a 2017 in a vehicle covered by Geico. Her ex-boyfriend failed to inform her after he carried HPV, and so she sought compensation for past and future medical expenses and mental and physical pain and suffering. According to the complaint filed October of last year, the woman said that the car insurance policy should provide coverage for her injuries and losses, and she asked for a million dollars. Geico reportedly rejected the claim. Sure. And then when M.O. and her ex-boyfriend entered into arbitration, an arbitrator found that the woman was indeed negligently affected and was to be awarded $5.2 million to be paid by Geico. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to feel bad for an insurance company, to be honest <laughs> with you. It is really hard yeah. to feel bad for an insurance right. company. And this is one of those times I'm like, come on. <laughs> I mean... Uh, did did she not demand a recent STD test before they slept together? Result, you know. Yeah, I make Dieter provide one or how, for every time or we make up. I mean, can can she not go after her ex boyfriend? Yeah, right. is, is it just like, well, I, you know what? He's <laughs> he, he ain't got no money. I'm going well, after Geico. I don't know how. Well, I know how hooking up with people in a car goes. All right, yeah, but I don't know how random sex partners go. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the initial questions would be, hey, you got anything funky here? Or you got to wear a condom, you know? At the least. At, at the, the very, very least, least. Yeah. right. After the determination was made, Geico reportedly appealed the decision, saying that it was denied the right to litigate its interest before judgment was entered against its insured. However, on Tuesday, the State Court of Appeals affirmed the payout, meaning Geico is still potentially on the hook for the money. According to the Kansas City Star, the court argued that Geico was given an opportunity and a chance to defend its interest when M.O. initially made her claim. So they're saying the claim, that was your chance to go Yeah, that was your chance to come in and go. And you just denied it. Yeah, right. Geico did not take advantage of this opportunity and instead denied coverage and refused to defend insured, the court says. Oh, Judge Tom Chapman reportedly concurs that while he believes Geico was offered no meaningful opportunity to not no meaningful opportunity to participate. Existing law regulates the insurer to the status of a bystander. 
The Kansas City Star adds in its report that Geico is contesting the idea the the claim is covered under its policy in another related federal court case. The outcome of that case reportedly would ultimately determine if the insurance company actually has to pay the $5.2 million settlement. Surely, yeah. they're not going to have to pay this. Nah. I don't know. Like, do you can you open that Pandora's box? And now everybody's going to be like, if anybody who gets an STD right. can go and sue. The insurance company of whoever they caught that right. disease from. Yeah. How are we going to have insurance ever again? Right. Homeowners insurance, <laughs> yes. auto, property, any of that you stuff. Renters insurance. And you start trying to get a claim for accident insurance. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's feasible or not, but yeah. maybe it all just comes back to, hey, you had a chance to defend your claim and you didn't. So this is what you get. I don't know. But I thought if you went into arbitration, you would be able to go. Look, this is why we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is we don't think she has a valid claim because how are we who are the insurance is to protect the vehicle? Yeah. Responsible like, okay. for her private parts and anything that may go on with them. <laughs> Granted, it does not say in our policy that we refuse to cover the transmission of STD. It will now. <laughs> but it also doesn't say in our policy that we refuse to provide compensation for people in, injured in jetpack incidents. <laughs> I mean, how do you write an insurance policy like that? Uh, well, they, I don't know if you've ever read the terms and conditions <laughs> on insurance policies. Yeah. They get pretty detailed on it. And they're fixing to get way yeah. more detailed thanks to this lady, M.O. here. Yeah. but I would, What could M.O. stand for? Let's, <laughs> let's come up with a name. Most obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would think that if I was mostly Geico, ovulating, <laughs> uh, if I was Geico, I would claim that this was an act of God. You know, <laughs> yeah. like this has nothing to do with. I mean, it's not covered. I would claim this was an act of a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's not our fault. Yeah, man. Quit banging people in cars. <laughs> yeah, at least use protection. Yeah, use if you're sleeping with some random person, how do you not? But this, well, I know this was her ex-boyfriend. Oh. So. They had to get together. I bet you they were like, look, you sue, and we'll split whatever <laughs> we get. Yeah. Because you know? that's what I would do What, what if your defense was you come back and say, she was not given this STD in a car that was covered by us, she was actually giving this STD out behind the. We did it behind in the behind the dumpsters at Home Depot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You need to go sue Home Depot, right? <laughs> well, that would be one of the things I would think they would bring up is: was this the only time you guys ever slept together? Mm-hmm. Can you prove? And that? can you prove it? Yeah. Like, is there a video? Of right. this? Can we see it? Yeah, can we? <laughs> Can we take this where, home? Where is that at? <laughs> I'm going to need three copies. <laughs> and we're going to need to review this. <laughs> and yeah, we're also going to need to see what people say in the comment section well, that's, <laughs> after we post it. <laughs> that's crazy that they could get awarded that. And like I say, I'm gonna, I hope I get an STD now. <laughs> I'm going to sue Alpha for everything. What's the one you can get that goes away? Uh... You know, like with some penicillin or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know that much about. I, I'm actually Look, allergic this is to why penicillin. God created. So. <laughs> oh, you're off the creek. No fun for tiny. <laughs> <laughs> this is why God created, you know, a monogamous relationship model. It's, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. Like, if you get the clap, does it go away or do you just have the clap for forever? 
No, no. Maybe you get a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. This is really. This isn't necessarily an odd story. I just thought it was an amazing story. A missing baby is found alive more than forty years after her parents were found killed in the woods. That is crazy. Yep. A baby girl who went missing in 1981 after her parents were found dead in a wooded area of Houston, Texas, has been located alive and well, according to the Texas Attorney General's office. Investigators were unable to identify the couple when they were discovered almost two months after they were killed. So they've been laying, Mm -hmm. you know, probably had some coyote chewed on it and everything else. Two months. In 2021, Identifiers International used genetic genealogy to positively identify them as Tina Gail Lynn Klaus and Harold Dean Klaus Jr., a couple from Florida. They had an infant daughter named Holly Marie who was not found with the remains of the Klauses. Officials say baby Holly, who is now 42 years old, has been found She's been notified of the identities of her biological parents and have been in contact with her extended biological family. What a phone call to get. I was about to say, what is, so what's her story? <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't read the, the article, the whole article. This is about as far as I read. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, I'm anxious to hear this, because just imagine for a second, John, you've, you've yeah, grown you get up, a call. you know, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and it's like, your parents are not actually your parents. Right. Your parents were actually murdered. While hiking yeah. with you as a baby. When you were an infant. Yeah. Yeah. My first thought would be, did my parents kill them? You know, my, <laughs> right. the, what I call my parents yeah. killed my biological or parents. Or did my parents pay $10,000 for somebody for else? For a little white baby. Yeah, right. You know? says, uh, we are thrilled that Holly will now have the chance to connect with biological family who has been searching for for so long. Uh, said John Bischoff, Vice President of Missing Children of the Missing Children's Division at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We hope that this is a source of encouragement for other families who have missing loved ones and reminds us all to never give up. Holly soon hopes to meet her biological family in person. Although she realizes that so many people are interested in hearing more about her and her story, she is asking for privacy at this time. Uh, is her name even Holly? Like, th- yeah, surely she didn't grow up with the name Holly, <laughs> did she? The investigation into the couple's killings is ongoing. Now, I imagine that whoever has her, they would have been arrested pretty fast, don't you think? You know, they, there has to be a paper trail for them to go. Whoa, look, we adopted her from. Mm-hmm. St. Anthony's Orphanage or whatever. So then you go to St. Anthony's Orphanage. Hey, where did you get this baby? Where did you get this baby? They're like, well, it just showed up on my doorstep one day, you know, or whatever. I guess that's the end of the trail. If that's that's the the end of the trail. If it's one of those, like in a Disney movie, (laughs) where someone knocks on the door and runs away. Just leaves it. People do that every once in a while. Somebody did that um, at the hospital with Dieter and them one time. Oh, really? Yeah, just had a baby and left it out there. Huh. Yeah. And what happened then, to the baby? They called DHR and mm-hmm. ended up with a family like my own. Who's <laughs> yeah, you know, they just went to a foster family, probably got adopted because everybody wants to adopt babies, mm-hmm. you know. So a happy, happy story. Happy probably, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But moving forward, and we've talked about this on the show before, but you know, everybody sending in their DNA to all these ancestry. That's this places. is what it gets you. 
Well, it's, it's soon going to come a time when everybody is going to know their genetic history. What's the name? Who they're related to and who they're not. Did you tell me? Somebody told me, and I watched it, this documentary about this guy that ran a, a fertility clinic. That was not me, but I know exactly what you're talking Have about. Have you watched I, it? I think we talked about this story on the show Maybe before. so. Yeah, that's right. I there think was, we did. There was a doctor, and he was just he was using his home for material yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll get you pregnant. Sure. And he, he was, would just take his own stuff and inject yeah. women, and yeah, that, IVF, whatever. It, I, in the documentary, the like the first daughter who figured out, like, this is my dad. She's, she's an Ancestry.com, and like she's like, you know, every few months I get an uh, email. It's like, you have a new sibling match, <laughs> and I have to send them an email that's like, I'm about to destroy everything you ever thought about reality. You know? <laughs> like, imagine yes. that. First of all, I would love that power, you know? <laughs> for her, it was like agonizing. But for me, I'm like, hey, guess what? Your parents aren't your parents. Yeah. I know that you think they're your parents, but they went to this fertility clinic, the same one my parents went to, mm-hmm. and this doctor knocked up your mom. So here's my question. Was this doctor, because a lot of people will use like a donor. Sure. You know, whether it's sperm or egg. Right. And I feel like in that case, then... You know, I, if I if I knew that I was the baby from like a sperm donor, and then I just found out, hey, the doctor used his own stuff, it wouldn't be as hard a hit, yeah, as if I thought that this doctor was using my mom and my dad's actual genetic, right, yeah, material. To, yeah, if they were just yeah. picking around, you know, like hey, mm-hmm. but he was telling people like, no, yeah, your your baby will have dark hair and dark eyes, just like you. You know, we're gonna match you with a perfect person, <laughs> and uh, and then it was just him. He's like this big unit of a red-headed like fair-haired light-eyed and so he's got like, something like was it 40 kids at, no at least at the end of that documentary they found like over 100 oh wow yeah he was Dang. just pumping them out Dang. and they tied it in the documentary they mentioned you know a scary evangelical christians there was some group called quiverful and basically it was like a a christian you need to have a big family you know Mm -hmm. organization uh because you know there's that verse you know like whatever a father with many sons is like has a quiverful or whatever it is yeah and then it said that was of course white supremacist too of course because it was about <laughs> making more white babies not more any other babies and so they were like even though there's no that. mention about yeah. the the ethnicity right yeah it's just hey yeah but it was all white people doing it which mm-hmm. i'm sure there's probably if it, it was a facebook group too so there's probably some idiot on there posting white supremacist stuff because it's social media and white supremacists flock to social media for some reason. So yeah, but it, that that was one of the reasons why they tried to say that he did. He never really came out, but he would go and like, all right, Tiny, you're a woman. You come in for an appointment. Mm-hmm. It's your time. You're ovulating. You're there to get inseminated. Now, here's the question. Am, am I getting like a donor or is this supposed to be you think my dad getting, came or my, 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 oh, your husband my significant came. other came and, and either made or. a donate? Okay. Either or. Either or. Either okay. or. Okay. So he comes in, he checks you out. He's like, hey, look, I got to go get everything. I'll be right back. <laughs> he goes in his office. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes in his office, you know, pumps one out, goes back in there and... And puts it in, and then you're pregnant with this baby. Wow! And all these women were like, 
it was violating that he was masturbating in the room next to me or whatever. And I want to be like, do you know, like that's happened more than you will ever know. (laughs) You know, it's just the dude was using a box of Kleenex. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's happened all the time. That's been happening since you were in middle school. You have no idea how much that has happened to you, lady. (laughs) So anyways, that's a while. I can't remember the name of it. Remind me. I have a pretty funny story. Okay. It's a little sensitive. Okay. So don't well, forget. I got, little, <laughs> I got a little sensitive there. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, how about this? Two people rescued after falling into chocolate tank at Pennsylvania M&M's Morris facility. Man, some people have all the luck. I've been trying to figure out, is this falling in or jumping in? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, hey, we need a break. They had to be rescued <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, This is from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Emergency crews rushed to the Mars Wrigley Confectionery Facility in Lancaster County after reports of two people becoming trapped in a giant chocolate tube. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Says Willy Wonka. (laughs) (laughs) Being trapped in a chocolate tank on Thursday afternoon. CBS station WHP-TV reports two people were rescued after falling into the tank at at the candy company in Elizabethtown. They were both taken to a local hospital. It remains unclear how the people ended up in the tank. Penn Live reports the chocolate is about waist high in the tank. Stay with oh, okay, this is just, so they're just stay hanging with out of their waist thing, high. It wasn't even like how they, they were trying to trip. It's only waist high. Then why did they need to be rescued? <laughs> Right. I was like, let's just lower on the ladder down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they're calling a rescue. Maybe it's not as dramatic as they're making it out. To I be. mean, maybe it was. I was Spike fun. news is what it is. Well, I don't know how hot it was. I sure. mean, if this is like boiling hot Mol- chocolate. And molten chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that's, if you're like a waist high. Save some room for later. Yeah. <laughs> you're waist high in the chocolate vat. That's heaven. Yeah. I was thinking they were like treading water what or I whatever. Thought, yeah. You know, hollering for help, but they're and they just, keep trying to like climb up this ladder, but they keep falling sure. down because the chocolate's right. so slippery. Bob <laughs> Benny Hill song yeah, is played right. in the background. <laughs> all their all their union brothers sitting around laughing at them, you know, because yes. <laughs> it's a factory, of course, it's union, right? And then like a whole bunch of little people wearing orange <laughs> yeah. run out like like ropes and ladders to get them out of there. What about I would join the International Brotherhood of Chocolate Workers, you know? <laughs> Chocolatiers. <laughs> oh, cho- the IBC, the local, you know, <laughs> the, the local M&M chapter of yeah. the IBC. I like it. I imagine them rolling these people into the emergency room, and the first words out of their mouth is, worth it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they get out, and it's like... Uh, it's like a, a comb that you pour that stuff on, a ice cream comb that hardens up over their legs. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right. Which you, one of you nurses wants to eat all of this off of me? <laughs> Man. That's that's a lot of bad. I've had worse days at work than that. Um, and, and, and not much better. Sure. <laughs> I'll say, I can't imagine a better day at work. Well, I've already fixed Selma's problem. Yes. It's obvious that I'm suited for government. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, New York City, their mayor, his name's Eric Adams, if you didn't know, says that crystals give the city special energy. Oh. Mayor Adams said that the Big Apple is littered with unique crystals that give out a special energy. So 
He's basically a hippie girl, you know. <laughs> the former officer and gentleman. That's supposed to be a pun by the New York Post. I got it. Even wears multicolored healing gems on his right wrist. Adams has gotten into the new age fad uh, that local NYC blog Hellgate has dubbed him NYC's first crystal guy mayor. Pricey crystals are popular among celebrities such as Adele and Spencer Pratt and even some Wall Street collectors who swear by their healing properties. Uh, Speaking to Politico in the spring, Adam said he discovered NYC's iconic bedrock is comprised of unique gems and minerals and that there's a special energy that comes from it. Um. The Rock Center Adams is apparently referring to is the geographical layer known as the Manhattan Schist. Got to be careful saying that one. (laughs) Outcroppings of which can be seen in areas such as Central Park, as well as the basement of Grand Central Terminal. Now, the Manhattan Schist, is that anything like the Harlem (laughs) Shade? It's very similar. Okay. The Manhattan Schist is made up of more than 100 minerals, including quartz, kyanite, Ooh, do I need my buddy Paul that's a geologist to help me with this one? Do more to right, and it was formed roughly 450 year, million years ago. <laughs> if you believe that kind of thing, <laughs> unless you're Ken Ham, the <laughs> Ken Ham just had a stroke. Right? Hearing that, a New York based crystal expert told The Guardian that the mayor uh, also appears to wear several types of quartz on his wrist. Uh, a quartz is a high-energy crystal. An employee of the Namaste Crystal Shop near Union Square told what the New York Post, noting that the minerals are increasingly popular among young people on TikTok. Hmm. So there we go. I'm not going to read the rest of the article. But he's saying that New York has a good energy because of all these crystals. All now, the is he crystals. talking about all these in the Namaste Crystal Shop, or is he saying these are like under no, the No, this ground? is in the bedrock. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to tell Eric Adams in New York City, this is nothing special, that the city of Jasper has been powered by crystal meth for like the last 30 years. <laughs> you know, <we've> been, <laughs> way more productive. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe y'all just now figuring this out. There, there are some crystals out there that are very expensive. Have you seen the amount of copper that they can <laughs> right. remove from an abandoned house? It is unbelievable. Yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> it's tough when you're on crystal meth, but they get a lot of stuff done. You know, like yeah. they're they're out and if about. We could just harness crystal meth for good. Yes, <laughs> there's, there's yeah. no telling what could be accomplished. I, I think people have tried that before. Uh, yeah, we just now to figure out the right dosage to the. To get a lot of stuff done, mm-hmm. but not get addicted. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> almost helped Germany win a war. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they thought they were doing good with it. If you just held they off were on some Russia. Bad boys. If you just held off on Russia yeah. a little longer. You know, hindsight's always 2020. <laughs> of course, they could have looked at Napoleon. But, yeah, yeah that was a, what it kind of sounded like I'm rooting for. Germany here and be like, man, if they could have done things differently and it would have went a whole lot, but they really could have. Mm-hmm. They're just stupid. It's scary. Well, yeah. and Stalin was just like, I'll let you kill everybody. I'm not evacuating civilians. I'm not doing anything. You just kill them all. It's fine with me. Yeah. He's like, I was probably going to kill them anyways. You know, like I had <laughs> yeah. plans on killing all those people anyways. You handle it for me. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, this is enough World War II talk. You get me back on Japan. <laughs> <laughs> How about this, John? Man bitten by gator that he mistook for a dog in <laughs> Florida. <laughs> he must have an ugly dog. <laughs> a man was bitten by an alligator that he thought was a dog Tuesday morning in Sarasota County. Deputies told WTSP-TV the incident occurred around 1230 a.m. at Warm Mineral Springs Motel in <laughs> South Tamiami Trail in Northport, according to a report from the Tampa station. Investigators said that the man was outside walking the motel overnight when he spotted a dark figure that appeared to look like a dog and have a long leash. Ah. <laughs> a sheriff's office spokesperson wrote in an email to the station, Deputy said that the alligator bit the man's right leg as he tried to escape. The station said the man flagged down a deputy who was in the area for an unrelated call. The man was taken to a hospital and the gator was captured, the station reported. So, okay. I just, I mean, I know it's dark. Sure. Maybe or maybe not a little hungover. Sure. But I still, (laughs) I can't imagine mistaking a gator for a dog. Well, you think. The, what I would have loved to have seen was him going, hey, hey, little buddy. <laughs> you know, yeah, go. come here, buddy. I'm not going to hurt you. Come on. Where's your master? Like bending down. Where's your owner? Slowly inching towards him a little bit. <laughs> Don't be scared, little buddy. Yeah. And then that dog's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't never heard a dog hiss before. <laughs> Man. <laughs> There was that boy mower. He's like, oh, that's a gator. And he had to run. <laughs> uh, that's what you get for hanging out in Florida. I found another story here. It says uh, it says the alligator bit his right leg, ripping off a chunk of his muscle sure. as he tried to get away. Yeah. yeah their teeth are sharp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, People forget I've I've subdued one of them and held it in my hands, right? They say that if, uh, if a big gator sure enough does get a hold of you, the best thing is to hope that it lets you go. Yeah, right. That's all you better start praying. Yeah. That's all your only hope is God at that point. <laughs> yeah, they got you. It's over with. I forget what the PSI is, but like the downward, like you can hold his mouth closed, but right. if he like clamps on you. Yeah. If you, oh, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. They, you don't want that happening. They are, uh, they're rough. Um, let's have some Q talk. We hadn't talked about Q in a while. Right. Q. The theory that won't go away. More than 200 days after they first gathered in Dallas, this is last November, QAnon cult leader Michael Brian Portsman has once again ordered his followers to return to Dallas this weekend for the true culmination of his prediction that JFK will return to the site of his 1963 assassination. Now, they did this a while back, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I thought that was JFK Jr. This is like the real JFK. Oh, this is the for real JFK. Yeah, okay. he's coming back. Huh. Now, I thought he had his brains blown out. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I've seen pictures. I, was say, I hate to say it. I've watched video of Yeah. Him. Yeah, I uh, know, yeah. Over and over. Yeah. To a fine mist is, what, <laughs> is how I would describe it, right? <laughs> now, I mean, they didn't have the greatest camera technology in the 1960s, no. but it was very obvious that he was shot... By somebody. Yes. Yeah. Right in the back, either back of the head or face, depending on which theory you believe. Right. Yeah. Um, Portsman told his followers in a live stream early Wednesday morning, he had figured out that JFK would reappear at Dealey Plaza in Dallas on Saturday, June 11th. 
He claimed former President Donald Trump had spoken to him in a code at his last rally, and based on his analysis of Trump's words, this Saturday was the actual date that the slain Kennedy family uh, scion will return to Dallas. Hmm. He's going to keep it not so obvious, Portsman said, of Trump's <laughs> coded messages to him. <laughs> He's going to keep it really vague. Sure. I mean, really, really, really vague. He's not going to tell too much all at once. You don't play your Trump cards until the end of the match. So, of course, he's got it balanced at the moment, or else people will find out too much too fast. Now, here he is (laughs) blabbing to everybody the special code. I was about to say. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. A prominent QAnon leader, Portsman, built his 100 thousand plus person following on the social media app telegram over the course of the pandemic by spreading conspiracies founded on his prediction that JFK would reappear at Dealey Plaza on November 2nd of last year. The assassinated former president would then, according to Portsman, reinstate Trump as commander in chief and help him in carrying out the perse- yeah, persecution of a global cabal of pedophilic blood-drinking liberal elites. Now, that's part's true. All right? I wouldn't say liberal elites. I would just say say elites. I would say elites, yeah. That QAnon devotees believe run the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just they're blood-drinking pedophile elites. Yeah. Uh, At the time of Portsmouth's first prediction, QAnon followers arrived in droves from around the world to witness its fruition. After the events their leaders predicted never came to pass, a core group of Portsman's followers stayed in Dallas in the Dallas area to follow his teachings. Uh, what are the chances that all this is being peddled by the city hall of uh, tourism? We got to bounce back after the pandemic. <laughs> Didn't have as many bowl games. Yeah, could well, be. I don't know about y'all, but according to my research of Trump's coded messages. Yeah. I think he's actually coming to North downtown North Fork. <laughs> Everybody, come on down. He's going to be at Spiller Furniture and Mattress. <laughs> then he's going to go eat his Slim Chickens. <laughs> yeah, I don't... All right, I, I've said it before. I was there when Q began. Like, first time. The I first like, time I ever heard about Q, it was from you. Exactly. Yes. I was there the night it started. <laughs> on a questionable website. Uh, granted. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes the world takes you to weird places. The World Wide Web takes you to weird places. And for about a week or two, I was up, I was like, man, this is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I was like, this is, this is all kind of a little nuts. It's too much. It's a little it's fascinating. It's gone too far. It's right. gone too far. It's entertaining. And then when they started with the JFK stuff, I was like, all right, this is somebody pulling <laughs> everybody's leg here. But it's clearly either the Russians or the CIA doing all this, that started all this Q stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my opinion on it. I was about to say, what? Well, first of all, is Q a single person? Well, because early on, there was some stuff yeah. that was like, okay, well, how does this person. How does he get how, this how, picture? How did he know Trump was going to tweet like three plus signs at the bottom of his tweet? Right. Like 15 minutes before sure. he did it. You There's know? a lot of theories on Hugh who Q is, and if it isn't, some people think it's a group. Now, they are, there was apparently a documentary that came out with some just like computer nerd going, yeah, man, I was just goofing off on the internet mm-hmm. and all this happened. That's what the CIA would say, of course, <laughs> yeah. right? 
I, for for a while, I thought it was a hilarious presidential troll. Yeah, I kind of like thought that really, too. Like it really was Donald Trump. I thought it was like but his he was kid just having something. fun. Yeah. He was just having fun with all you idiots <laughs> he was out there just playing around, <laughs> all hopped up on diet cokes and McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but the people that would be like, uh, "Hey, this president that we've all seen get shot is coming back from the dead <laughs> to reinstate the president." That's a bit much. You, <laughs> like you, at that point, you gotta be like, "All right, yeah. I'm, I'm in too deep. I gotta need to take a step back." I've seen footage of this dude getting his face blown off, so mm-hmm. and pictures and all kind of stuff. Somewhere his brain got lost too, so maybe that's what it is. He's is his brain is maybe been, they grew him back in like a vat. Yeah, right. They it's cloned like a clone, him. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's huh. a, no, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. CIA <laughs> killed him too, right? So that's why the they, clone? they've killed everybody. See, I, I'm trying to get taken out by CIA, <laughs> by the way. This is a dream of mine. Uh, one day you hear, you know, two gunshots from across the circle mm-hmm. and you see that I've been assassinated. That'd be pretty cool. You know? Well, I was about to say, like, I mean, I hesitate to even say this. No, I don't want anyone to take their own life, but if you did decide you were going to take your own life, yeah. maybe you could frame the CIA. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I wouldn't, I, I'm just kidding. I don't have any desire to kill myself. I mean, I do joke around like I barely like being alive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have any desire to kill myself. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it would be cool if the CIA killed me, though. You know? <laughs> Legend. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> How did your dad die? Well, he knew too much. Yeah. The CIA came and assassinated him. I would want to die from falling into a giant vat of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I would like for my kids to tell everybody, no matter how I die, that the CIA killed me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, generations on would believe, oh, oh, Great great grandfather Long was killed because he knew too much. Who was that doctor who supposedly jumped from his uh, his window? He was the MK Ultra doctor. Oh you know, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, I've watched a documentary about that guy. Well, supposedly he wasn't alive. He was thrown. Some sure, the CIA threw him. Well. Either that or Clintons, you know. <laughs> Clintons have killed a bunch of well, people, Well, no, it could be right? the CIA at the behest of the Clintons. That's true, yeah. And the Bushes. And the Bushes, yeah. Yes. The Bushes, and they're all up in the sea. People forget. <laughs> George, Daddy George was the director of the CIA, he right? Was, yeah. Yeah. Don't give me, don't give me a start on the CIA. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> um, we also, we canceled him for uh, grabbing ladies' bumps while he was... In his wheelchair. That's right. People <laughs> forget. <laughs> I forgot about that too. We talked about it on this show. We did. He has to get a little handsy with him. <laughs> hey, you know, you get to that age, you get a little Griffin grin going on. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Let's talk about another big butt grabber. That's our friend Brandon <laughs> over at Cajun Curl. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. 
I've been, I made some salmon patties the other night with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. You a big salmon patty fan? I'm not a huge fan of salmon. Oh. But I would definitely try some. It was pretty good. Curl. It's yeah. pretty, I loaded some diced onions in there and mm-hmm. everything. It was great. Um, Cajun Curl by You Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use a promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. Let's not. Oh, yeah. Psych. We don't have any calls this week. Okay. <laughs> I did, however, find last week, I don't know if, I think I cut it out of the show. I was looking for an email that I couldn't find. That's right. I found it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I just wasn't looking right. My eyes were. That happens. My, my computer last week, it blue screened. Yeah. Right in the middle of everything. it completely shot my brain it for derailed. the rest of the show. It derailed the show. Connie's <laughs> so over bad. there worried about trying to buy a new computer. <laughs> All of that. I found it. It comes from uh, Robert. And uh, he starts out, he says, hi, guys, two things. Number one, to your listeners that are not Patreon supporters, you are missing out. The free show is passable at best. (laughs) (laughs) Kind words, really. That's better than I would put it. The real party gets going when the boys aren't worried about their church friends hearing. (laughs) (laughs) If you sign up today... You don't just get this week's extended episode, but you get every extended episode. That's a great point, Robert. That's true. Yes. Yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah. (laughs) That's thousands of hours of better entertainment than the free show. (laughs) Finally, you'll get to hear John's stories about the time he almost got arrested, the other time he almost got arrested, and the time he needed help moving a body. So get signed up today. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember that. Fortunately, it didn't come to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number two, John, you ran a restaurant. Please explain to me what incentives there are in signing with PepsiCo for your fountain drink needs versus Coke. I mean, Coke is clearly better. When was the last time you heard a customer say, oh, thank the Lord you have Pepsi? I have always <laughs> assumed that the contract is a lot cheaper or there's some or there's some sort of kickback or hookers and blow <laughs> something. Why do some restaurants sign with Pepsi? Your faithful listener until I get bored. Robert from Hendertucky, Nevada. All right. Well, as far as that goes. I always had Coca-Cola because I'm from the South mm-hmm. and Coca-Cola is the Southern soda. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's really the worldwide <laughs> soda, but just a, a short, 
few hours drive to the east right. of where we're at is yeah. where it was all you can started. go to the Co- yes. world of coke and watch that video that'll make you cry about a soft <laughs> drink okay and you'll just think where else in the world but america <laughs> right. could something so glorious happen and i never got into shopping around if i had to theorize on it pepsi offers yeah lower prices and more or better equipment than coke mm-hmm. like hey We'll put your fountain in and we'll throw in a free cooler or whatever else. And we'll give you signs for your little league baseball tournament and everything <laughs> yeah. else. That's the only thing I can imagine is, yeah, Coke's better. Except for Mountain Dew. You know, Mountain Dew is Mountain the Dew's one the bomb. Yeah. Pepsi product that is great. And Dr. Pepper's like a, it floats, you know, like it'll be on a Coke fountain and you'll see it on a Pepsi, Pepsi fountain. Dr. Pepper just does their own thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But Buffalo Rock here is the distributor for it. So it's interesting because I mean, it's something I never really think about, but most restaurants you go to, they either have Coke products or they have Pepsi right. products. Yeah. They rarely no, they will, say, hey, what, what do you want? Because right. we got it all. The you know? Pepsi delivery drivers would sometimes eat with me, and they would be like, don't tell anybody we're in here drinking Coke. And I didn't know <laughs> if that was like a real thing or if they were just goofing off. Because right. if I was one, even if it wasn't a rule, I'd act like it was all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, I don't know what the deal was. They would come around, I'd be like, no, I'm not changing, mainly because I was in a franchise and we had a contract with Coke. So mm-hmm. I never got to investigate how much cheaper it was or anything else. Mm-hmm. So. That's that. Also, to your other point, yes, join the Patreon. <laughs> you should. It's yes. it's pretty awesome. I have to say so myself. I look forward to the Patreon episodes. <laughs> and yeah. you're on the show. And I'm on the show. It's just because <laughs> I forget about what I've said until I listen to it again. And I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Thank goodness this is behind a paywall. <laughs> I say some horrible things. Sometimes on the real show, I'm like, ah, John, come on, man. Uh, we got some jokes here. Okay. We did get a few texts. We got, uh, doctor said I should change my diet. I cut out nuts, chocolate, and marshmallows. Not going to lie. It was a rocky road. <laughs> <laughs> like it? That's from Pat. Uh, we also got, um. oh, gosh. Should I say that? This isn't my joke, y'all. <laughs> we got text this from somebody, one of y'all out there. Okay? They didn't is, leave a name? This is on y'all. Okay. Since this is a popular topic for Tiny, what did Helen Keller's parents do to punish her? What's that? They put her in a round room and tell her to sit in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Helen Keller jokes are funny. I'm I'm tired of pretending they're not. (laughs) You know, my whole life I've been told Helen Keller jokes. You can't laugh at Helen Keller jokes. Helen Keller jokes are funny. Yeah. She's from my state. It's not my fault she broke her arm trying to read a stop sign at 50 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> she was problematic, too, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little problematic. A little bit. Like most Alabamians in our history. <laughs> hey, we also got a text from Rob. He says, uh, hey, guys, I found the podcast through the French Radio Network okay. a couple years ago and still listen through them to this day. Nice. Uh, have searched Apple so I can just get your show, but it never comes up with the number one suggestion always being the Bible Belt Bros, which was that <laughs> podcast we were on years ago. I may listen to that this week. <laughs> so it finally made sense because you just mentioned in the most recent episode that you were guest on that show. Okay, so he couldn't figure out why we kept uh, coming up with them. Like they think these yeah, they got, are Bible Belt Bros. <laughs> we got somehow we got tagged with them. That's a good name. For yeah, a it's podcast. not a bad name. Yeah. yeah, 
Uh, I ended up listening to it, and you guys were entertaining as always. But you're right; the voices were hilarious. Oh, he, he went <laughs> hey, and found that up. episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> anyway, out of curiosity, I checked and could find you no problem on Podbean. But just wondering if I'm the only one who, if I choose to go through Apple, has to use the Fringe Radio Network. Thanks for the great show. I've, I've heard that from yeah. uh, other people too. Apple is Apple, not the shadow band. Yeah, we. We're actually uh, hosted through a company called Acast now, and the yeah. reason we use them is because they have automatic integration through Patreon where you can just check a box if you want a, a show to be public or just for your patrons, right. and it goes out that way. Apparently, Apple doesn't like the idea that independent podcasters are trying to make a little something on the side. Right. And, they don't like us. And they block feeds that have... <laughs> private yeah. shows i guess somehow i'm not a techie guy right I, all i know is ever since we've gone to acast and used their pod their patreon integration apple does not they don't like us yeah like if we log in like i was trying to get it fixed for a while but it, it just it just wouldn't work well, so bottom line is tim cook is an auburn man and he <laughs> doesn't want to see two bama fans on the come up that's really what it all comes down yeah. to yeah but Every other other podcast app out there, like yeah, there's you no can get problem. us anywhere. Yeah. yeah, so I would recommend the Patreon app where you can yeah. listen to that and then subscribe and get the extended show. Because and again, just so everyone out there, like if you're say you use Patreon for other stuff or whatever, right? We post our shows on Patreon and the public shows we mark them public, mm-hmm. so you can still follow us on Patreon even if you're too cheap to give us <laughs> five bucks a month and listen to all our shows right. for free through the Patreon app. Look. So. Five bucks a month is not much <laughs> for the price of a coffee a day. You could get it's really not much us. now, yeah. right? I was gonna say you can't get a coffee no, for five dollars anymore. Even, you can't even feed an Ethiopian kid for five dollars a day. <laughs> you know the current food prices. <laughs> no, yeah. You seen one of those commercials lately for just ten dollars yeah. a day, <laughs> right? Yeah, you no, can give he, a, you can send a kid to school and give them food. That's right. You can adopt one. Yeah, you give them five dollars a day, they'd spit in your face. Did y'all ever adopt a little African kid? We do. Yeah. Well, we have a. He's not African. We have a South American kid. Oh, okay. Named Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. I like that. Good deal. We never did it because I was like, I will forget. You know, like this kid will end up being like, I got the worst adopting. You know, we got those prayer partners at yeah, church. Yeah. I think we've got now our current one only one thing all year. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I'm just going to sit down and write her a letter and be like, look, I'm praying for you. I'm just bad at gifts. Here's 200 bucks. Let's call it even for the rest of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that'll go over pretty well, right? <laughs> you know, right. I'm not going to get you candy on Halloween and all that. I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. I pray for you every morning because you're on the fridge. Just here. <laughs> Thanks for the picture. Yeah. Here's $200. Here's 200 bucks. Best of luck yeah. to you. <laughs> I'm going to keep praying for you. You know, I'm committed to praying for you. I'm going to do that. I'm not like Tiny. <laughs> Which your Hudson's partner, aren't you? I, I Yes. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> Does he need anything? No, not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> I'm Chuck's daughter. Uh, 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 what's her name? Elizabeth. <laughs> I was about to call her Ashley. It's Elizabeth. Ashley's older, older one. one. Yeah. yeah. 
It's Elizabeth. Lizzie. Yeah. Yeah, Lizzie. She's she's our prayer partner. I'm All like, right. I'll just give you a couple hundred bucks so you go away. <laughs> you give her a couple I hundred bucks? Yeah, but I'm going to. Dang. All right. Yeah, I figure that'll equal up to a year's worth of just little <laughs> back, trinkets back and crap. Back. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go get something nice for yourself. Yeah. Do whatever you want to. Yeah. I prayed. I will continue to pray. Hope all is good. My last prayer part, I don't come to church no more. The one that I had, which they probably should have never switched me off. Cause I did pull that with him. Adult prayer partners. No, 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 no. This oh, is a, okay. this is a youth. The last one that I had, oh, okay. uh, I gave him a hundred bucks too. I was like, look, man, I'm just, I'm not good at, at gifts, mm-hmm. you know? So here's, here's some cash money. I prayed for you once. I, mean, I prayed, <laughs> I prayed for him. Praying is not the issue. <laughs> It's the giving of gifts yeah. and all that. Because like little prayers cards. are every bit as cheap as the liberals tell us yeah. <laughs> every time we say thoughts and prayers for somebody. <laughs> that do nothing. <laughs> you can pray for that chair all you want to. It's not going to do nothing. You know? All right, whatever, man. Well, it's a good chair. Yeah. Sorry I partake in an ancient practice people have done since the beginning of recorded history. Yeah. Okay. It's so much. It's so much smarter to say the universe meant for me <laughs> right. to have a good birthday today. Right. You know who doesn't care about school shootings? The universe. <laughs> it doesn't care one bit about. It. Doesn't affect it in one way. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry for praying, guys. You know that's what I always want to say. My bad. I'm sorry for praying about this issue. Didn't mean to offend you. What do you say we ask some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server. Link in the show notes. Uh, Our first question comes from Stan. If you could be a one-name rock star, i.e. Prince, what would your name be? And it can't be John or Long. Oh, dang. So you couldn't be Long John. Yeah. Yeah. But I can only be one word. I, I mean, he just says, well, yeah, I guess so. Like Cher. Yeah. Prince. <laughs> I'd be Thunderbird. Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah. I like Thunderbird. I would be a rapper and my name would be Sick Puppy. <laughs> That's two words. <laughs> oh, dang it. Unless you might get a compound word like Thunderbird is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sick Puppy. <laughs> MC Sick Puffy. That's pretty good. All right. Next question comes from That's Our Bobo. Have you ever voted for a write in candidate? Yes. I've written my dad in several times. Yeah. <laughs> he never he never won. Hadn't won yet. Shame. Yeah. Last election I wrote in Kanye. That's right. But I wrote in Kanye because we live in Alabama. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> the same thing for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our next question comes from Goose, and this is this is a good one. Can you actually sell your soul to the devil? What happens if you do? Can you just not be saved then? Or if you are saved, do you lose whatever powers the devil gave you? Or perhaps can you sell your soul to the devil in return, get something that he can't take back? Hmm, what couldn't the devil take back, I wonder? What couldn't hmm. he repossess? <laughs> he, he didn't get that golden fiddle back. I'll say that much. No. And then just turn around and be saved again. So hmm. the question is, and I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about in a literal sense here, like the old yeah, like, blues musician yeah, goes met, to the crossroads, right. meets the stranger, yes. makes the deal. Can right. you do it? I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I get out of answering this question. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have any ownership over your soul. Mm -hmm. No, I, I would imagine. I don't know that you can sell your soul in return for anything because, well, I mean, you get salvation on the other side, but that's not really so that's not really selling your soul. I was thinking like what the inverse of that would be, you mm -hmm. know, there's really no reward. Well, I mean, there is reward for salvation. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting to think about. Like, I mean, I've, I don't know. Yeah. I've never tried it. Right. <laughs> because, Maybe you can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I got recruited by the Illuminati on Facebook again. Yeah. Um. So I would imagine it would be like a deal you would make with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like give me my fame and money and power. And I, I don't know. Like, what is the benefit of the? Well, I mean, I guess the devil keeps you out of heaven. That's the benefit for him. But well, like you, I mean, I, I do think that you made a good point. Like, who says your soul is yours? Right. <laughs> to yeah. sell to anybody. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, like, I, I there's but you have free will to well. Po the podcast stuff <laughs> you should know. They did an episode on it. Oh yeah. And I, 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 John, you know so much more about music than I do. Right. There's an old blues musician. That's Robert claimed, Johnson. Robert Johnson. Yeah. He claims that he sold his soul to the devil, and supposedly he was like. He was an okay musician, but then like almost, he blew up. almost overnight, right. he was just like extremely talented. Like before he could barely even pick a tune right. and now he's just like going crazy on his guitar. Yeah. And people are like, well, how, how could that have happened other than the powers of the devil? Surely he didn't just go practice a lot. Right. Or yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't see the devil's benefit of buying souls. I see the devil's benefit of preventing you from having a relationship with Christ, though. Well, fame and, that and money may and be, power is an excellent right. way to That was the point that. I was going to. And maybe if you make people rich and famous and give them power, then they're mm -hmm. like, well, I don't need God anyways. So in, an, in a sense, you are selling your soul, but I don't know that you meet the devil and go, all right, bud, I'm going to... Yeah, I think that's the know, question. Like, do yeah. you meet some kind of entity? Can you actually meet this guy yeah, and, he goes, and hammer out a deal? Right. And it's Elizabeth Hurley, and you <laughs> sign on the line, and she gives you six wishes, and I don't you're know. Brendan Fraser. Is that a show? Yeah, it's a movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was uh, Bedazzled. Brendan oh, okay. Fraser, he sold his cell soul to... Elizabeth Hurley, i.e. the devil. She could get me to do a lot of things. I would say that. Yeah. You know, I could see that happening. Yeah. In the right, under the right circumstances, I'd probably sign everything over. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. for Kelly Kapowski if they were to show up. And it seems like, y'all Google this, but it seems like I saw, a, a and he was probably just a goof, but supposedly Bob Dylan, he didn't oh, yeah? say he sold his soul, but he just said that he made a deal with a very powerful person. Okay. For in return for his fame or something. And people are like, oh, he's saying he sold his yeah, soul to the devil. Right. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I would tend to say, no, you couldn't. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't know that the devil is concerned with entering into a contractual obligation with you for your soul. I think he could get your soul as easy, pretty easily. He's not having a tough time getting people on his side yeah. these day and this day and age. So it seems like a bad business deal on his part. But just let me just get your take on this, okay? Let's say Bob Dylan mm -hmm. was not Bob Dylan. Okay. He was just random dude 
showed up on the street and started singing like Bob Dylan. Right. Would you think this guy's going places? Well, <laughs> you don't listen to Bob Dylan for his singing. You listen to him for his lyrics, right? Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't think he would blow up. But, but what if <laughs> what if the devil writing all his songs? <laughs> <laughs> when the well that I heard that in youth group, you know. <laughs> But at the time when Bob Dylan started getting big in the early to mid sixties, mm-hmm. I, I guess there was nothing like him. Like no one had had that type of language and songwriting of you know imagery mm-hmm. and all of that. None of that had ever existed before. He basically invented it, and so I could see someone with a subpar singing voice becoming super famous off of that alone in right. that day and age. Hmm. Also, don't think as a Grateful Dead fan, that you have to have a great singing voice to be a good singer. You know, like, you just have to sell your soul to the devil. Well, your voice can fit the music that you're playing. Right. You yeah. know, that's true. In a that's large true. degree. Yeah. Like you're not going to take whoever Pavarotti, he's dead and make him put him in a rat and he's going to sound the same. Or Macy know? Gray. Yeah. Right. Or Macy Gray. Yeah. You're not going to take Macy. Well, I don't know. She might could sing opera. Like Aretha Franklin could do it. Mm-hmm. She could sing it, Aretha Franklin could do everything. She was touched by God, you know? Mm-hmm. She's the greatest voice of all time. So mm. did she sell her soul to God? Maybe. Maybe. I would like to think so. Although It's a free gift. Although Tiny. I was about to say, you don't sell your soul to God. No, it's a you free just, gift. Yeah. So do we free gift our soul to the devil in, in return, return for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not free if he gives you a bunch of stuff for it. Well, yeah, I was saying in return, he yeah. the devil blesses you, for lack of a better word, with fame, money, and power and riches. And hookers and blow. Yeah, and all that all the fun stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to think about. But I do like my original answer, which is I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> yeah, so it's not yours yeah. to sell. But I'm not a Calvinist in real life. I mean I'm neither or. I'm either or. I'm in the opinion of I don't know. I think that there's some room there for Christian mystery. Yeah. I, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine when we get up there, mm-hmm. in my mind, I know it's not going to work this way, but we're going <laughs> to have a question and answer session. And in the first part, somebody's going to be like, let's go over Tulip or whatever. <laughs> right. And God's going to be like, Look, you guys are in the right ballpark, but it's not exactly like you think it was. Mm-hmm. And then all the, what's the other side, the Armenians or yes. whatever, is going to be like, yeah, but it's not really like you guys either. Mm-hmm. It's it's something you can't really comprehend because you're not God, you know? But now you have an eternity to start trying to comprehend. Yeah, right. And now that you're outside <laughs> of time and space and everything yeah. else, it's going to yeah. be a lot easier for you to realize how this whole thing works. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see the future. Do I control it all? Not exactly. You know, like, I don't know. Or do I? Or do I? (laughs) Right. I mean, I can. I have the ability to. I don't know. And I think it's okay at church, regarding church, to go, I don't know. You Mm -hmm. know, like, we don't have to have a definite answer on everything. And maybe that's because I've taken way more psychedelics (laughs) than most Calvinists have. You know, I mean, they've probably got me, every single one of them. <laughs> they've got me in the craft beer department, you know. <laughs> so maybe yeah, I'm yeah. open more to their being mysteries mm-hmm. in life than they are. Oh, and, and I, so I'm fine with saying I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Let's not get into old earth versus young earth. But that's another one of the things where I'm like, do we need to be having huge debates about this? I, I don't think we need to get to the point where we're kicking people out of the church. Yeah, right. Or saying you don't believe the Bible? I think that's a little far. Yeah. Like that's what, Just me. That's where all the, I wouldn't say hardline stances, but there's not a better word that I can think of for it. On mm-hmm. all of this stuff leads to, well, if you don't believe this part exactly like I say you need to, well, then you've invalidated everything else in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, there are certain things that we need to be clear. Hey, that is that yeah. is a, a, a thing we like can't Jesus deviate. Is God. Well, I was talking about gays getting married. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I only read Leviticus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there's, yeah, like Jesus being God, you know, John 14, 6, so mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. There that's, are, a, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's one we all need to be on the same page on. <laughs> yes. But yeah, some of this other stuff, a lot of people dig their heels in way too much. But for like me. when God made dinosaurs, yeah, and if cavemen got to ride on them on their backs like in the Flintstones, sure, well, we can kind of yeah. we can agree to disagree on that. We can, in my opinion, yeah, and that's an okay thing to disagree upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, boy, that that was a good question. <laughs> yeah. What do we do after this? Um, don't we thank our patrons? That is what we do, John. Yeah. We thank our patrons. We want to thank all of our patrons, every single one of them. We want to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Because the $5 tier is what gets you the extra show. Why would you donate $10 other than you really, really love us? That's how good the extra show is. Yeah. Is that most people choose to donate. Is the, and they're like, clearly... You guys aren't charging enough for yeah, this. Yeah, right. We got to pay I'm you more. more value, and so I want to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, those fine, fine people who have figured out that they're getting the double the value. That's right. And want to make it right. <laughs> they're honest people. Yes. Yeah. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez. Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Thank you so much for everything you do. And if you would like to become a patron, it's so easy, John. It's the easiest thing you've ever done. It's so easy. You just go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier will get you the show that's every single week. And here lately, they've been considerable shows. It's almost like two shows. Really, It really is. You're getting an extra hour, mm-hmm. pretty much, of entertainment every week for uh, the low, low price of $5. That is Patreon. That's less than a dollar a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. And you speaking of extensions, what have we got coming up the extension today? Uh, I'm going to talk about a cartel gunman. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about sexy trash cans. Okay. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the the name for that is. A sexy trash can? Well, no, like a, I'm, I'm thinking of like a, a fetish. If oh, someone's got a fetish. Oh, I was going to say Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she, I haven't seen her in a long time, but I know back when she was first coming up, mm-hmm. she was like, you were like, okay, I like my women on the trashy side, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When she was dirty. You remember that song? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. always a Britney man, to be honest with everybody <laughs> out there. Yeah. You got anything else? Nothing. Uh, join the Patreon and, uh, you know, be cool like that. 
So, yeah. All right. You've been listening to the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, which you probably don't, because Apple kind of sucks. <laughs> but, they hate us. But CastBox, uh, Spotify, Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, yeah. we're on all those. That's right. If you would like to write into the show like Robert did, mm-hmm. that is earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We got some show art. You can check that out. Yeah. Earth Oddity underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, John. All right. <laughs> Welcome, patrons. <laughs> and uh, I said that I had a humorous story. Oh, yeah. That's that right. was. Maybe a tad sensitive for the regular show. I'd already forgotten about it. Well, here it goes. Okay.